Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sale Show with Mark. Celebrating its 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. Now sit back and relax, and let's welcome your host, Blake, Sal, and Mark! If someone told me that the world would end tonight, you could take all that I got for once, I wouldn't start a fight. You could have my liquor, take my dinner, take my fun. My birthday cake, my soul, my dog, take everything I love. But oh, one thing I'm never gonna do is throw away my dancing shoes. And oh, Lord, don't try me really, not tonight. Hello everyone and welcome to the Blanket Style Show, episode number, and with Mark, episode number 447, officially beginning our 10-year anniversary. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this this year. This is going to be fun. Um, let me bring on my co-hosts. First of all, the biggest heel on podcasting, Sal, how you doing? Uh, I am reporting live at WWE headquarters. As you can see, everything is on fire. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get there. <laughs> I had some fun. I had some fun getting some audio for the show today. So we'll get there. <laughs> and um, apparently, I think he's trying to buy WWE. I, I would love to know where he's getting $6.5 billion to do that. The man, the myth, the legend, Mark Dead, how you doing? <laughs> Hello, everyone in the Tri-State area. Have a happy day. And yeah, I got, I'm going to have my GoFundMe page. And it's titled... Please save WWE. So far, I have $1. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, well, I got so much to talk about. We'll get to that later, because I have some fun stuff to talk about about that later, because I've talked to some friends that do Disney podcasts, and because of, I've been having fun last like, week talking to people about this, so we'll get there. But um, first of all, opening up song. Uh, this song has been stuck in my head for like the last month, and it's on um, Pink, Never Gonna <laughs> Not, Never never Gonna Not Dance Again. It's been stuck in my head for like a month. So I'm like, hey, perfect. We'll start the first show of the year with this one. Why not? <laughs> um, I'd like to thank Kurt Hoffman, longtime friend of the show, for our brand new intro. Thank you, Kurt. So that was very cool. Oh, by the way, did you? What did, can't that man do? Yeah. Well, I got. We have more from him later on in the show. Just look at that. Oh. Got more from him. Got more from him. Oh. But um, the song, by the way, because I'm going to say it once. It's um, that was Street Fighting Man by Rage Against the Machine. So that was the song that was used in there. So for those who don't know. Who don't know, because I'm only going to say it one time. That was the uh, intro for the Opening Anthony show for like five years. So I figured that was one of the shows that got me to talk radio. Why not do a little tribute right here? My, my intro is making the Mad Dog, so I was looking to do a little bit of um, Opening Anthony, opening the show now for this year. Yes. <laughs> so, that being said, let's get into things. Help support the show. Find all the time you can find the show. And I'm proud of you working on at theblankensalshow.com. So, yeah, you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies. Um tambourines and more from our tea public store click on the tea public link or go to uh tea public website and search the blake and sasha hey do we have our blake and sasha with mark 
like magnets we can put on the refrigerator? We do. You actually found one we actually have. So they're on the website. That's legitimate. You actually hey. found one. There <laughs> you go. That is an item we actually have. Here. I, was, I, was, I, I was either going to go with that or save WWE before it burns down. Not all items actually available. There you have the better. <laughs> By the way, as you were doing that plug, I got a tech message. I always get tech messages. I'm, I'm on the team public like tech messaging from ordering so much stuff. And I got a tech message from team public as you were reading that stuff. So that was pretty funny timing. <laughs> <laughs> really, really funny timing. It's like they do. Okay, let's get a break. We'll come right back. All right, as always, go pick up Mandy's book. I know I am available right now on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, Orange App Publishing, Target, Walmart.com. It's everywhere. Go pick it up. And it's now in English and Spanish. So, since it's our 10th anniversary, I decided to do a little bit of history lessons for us every single week. We're going to look back at this week in Blazing Style Show history. Oh. Yes. Um, remember, yeah, remember that product I was working on a few months ago? I didn't tell you what it was. This was part of that product I was working on a couple months ago. Oh. So, <laughs> part of that product I was working on. So, um, because if we were doing this a little late in the year, because we skipped last week for Russell Kingdom, um, <laughs> this is going from the 1st to the 13th. Usually, it'll be that week, unless, of course, we take the week off for one reason or another. Because mm-hmm. we do that a lot. We do that a lot throughout the year. But anyway, first of all, uh, first appearances on this show. Um, it was three years ago when Kelly Wells made his first appearance on the show, which is crazy wow. when you think about it. Seems That's like longer. I know, three years ago, so January 2020, no. right before Oh Hell Broke Loose, he was his first appearance on the show. <laughs> Maybe that's what caused it. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> it, it, was, it was the, the preview for us of Kingdom that year, so there you go. Um, and then we, he also came on for the Rumble, and it was also for our 300 show all in the same month, which is crazy. We'll get to that later in the month. But um, also, January 10th, 20, 2014, James Caldwell made his first appearance. That's just a long time wow. ago. It's a long time ago since that happened. Um, I, I sat down to interview with um, Greg Wiseman on January 2nd, 2014. Also, Brian Fritz on that limited show I did, Pod on Pod, that lasted like six episodes. That also mm-hmm. went up on January. But, importantly to this, to the three of us, five years ago was this week, on this week's show, the five years ago, we officially named Dad the third co-host of this show. Yay. Yeah, so that's official as of now. I did not realize that. I would look at the calendar like, wow, it's officially, like, literally, we we're posting this up on the 13th. On the 12th, five years ago, on that Friday, Dad officially named the third host of the show. Thank you, and you're welcome. So five years. We've been, I can't believe he's been doing this as a third host for half the show. I didn't realize it's yeah. been that long. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I Dad, when did, you, when did you retire? When did you retire from being a cop? Was it five, was this five and a half years ago? Uh, 2017. So, yeah, it makes sense, because that, that's when you became the third host, right after you retired. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect time. It makes perfect sense. So, there you go. So, we'll do that every week, have some fun, look back at our history. Because we have a lot more history to think people realize that during, this, during the pandemic, especially because our numbers jumped after the pandemic when people started getting out of the house again. I don't think you realize how much history we actually have during this show. So, it's going to be a lot of fun looking back. Okay, Mr. Mm-hmm. Peabody, I'll set the Wayback Machine for safe now. Ooh, I should use that for next week's show. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, so, as I promised Sal last month, um, we're no longer doing the, the 60-second, 80-second wrestling intros. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> By the way, so, Sal, you'll laugh at this. Last week, we ran an archive show, right? Last week, we ran an archive show. And it was from 2014. And then you were complaining about the length of the wrestling intro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, 2015. It was just really funny that you were complaining about it. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been complaining about this for like a decade. So, thank you, Kurt Hoffman. (coughs) Thank you, Kurt Hoffman. It's short and sweet. To the point.
And now, let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling. Thank you, Kurt. Let's get right into things. <laughs> I love it. Short and sweet to the point. Yes. <laughs> um, so, before we get into everything, I just want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at the East Coast Cast. Right before, like right, like right after the right after our last, right before our, or after your end show, I was actually at um at tour getting some mechanical car work done. Right, I'm sitting, I'm sitting listening to these Coast Cast like I do every week. Usually, I'm working, but I was taking care of the car that day. I'm listening to these Coast Cast, nothing major, and um. Cam and Cam Hawkins, who's been a co-host on the show for a long, long time, he um said I'm leaving the show after like five years. So Travis, then at the end of the show, literally, if you look at the clock on the show, it says three and a half minutes left on a live show. He drops the fact that this is their last show ever. This is their last live show. Period. <laughs> wow. After 13 years, wow. after 13 years and over 600 episodes. Wow, which is insane. So. I made sure I shouted him out on our, on our social medias, but I want to make sure I do it on the air because Travis has done so much for this show. I know he's going to try to come on this year, but yeah, definitely East Coast guys and a rich fan mm-hmm. also. He does the after show, and everything else over there. So there you go. Um, so you does go. Travis have anything in the works? Not that I know of. He's just doing VIP stuff now. Like he pops up on VIP shows and all this kind of stuff oh, over VIP. on the tour. Well, I'm a tour VIP member, so like I can say that. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> So that's that. Let me try to shout them out. Um, but before we get to the big, big news, because trust me, that'll take time. I wanted to make sure we talked about a couple other things before we get to the big, big, big news. So what did I miss? Um, first of all, um, sad news that we have to start with, and I, I had to bring this up. Um, we lost Don West, um, former okay. Impact Wrestling color commentator, to, lymphoma, to a battle of lymphoma at age 59 years old. I can't believe he was only 59. Um, if you did not know him from Impact, you also probably, when you were sad, when we were younger, he was also on the Home Shopping Network selling baseball cards, which is hilarious. And was, I knew him from that before for Impact. I used to walk, my dad was obsessed with like QVC and any Home Shopping Network, because I used to see him on there all the right. time. So I, was, I, <laughs> I knew him from there yeah. before he became an Impact commentary. But um, really sad. I actually loved him on commentary for Impact. He's one of the main reasons yeah. I stuck around for so many years. I really, really enjoyed it. Him and him and Nights and Aids chemistry was ridiculous. For the fact that they, pro- I heard they didn't even meet until like two weeks before the first live show, which is insane. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, I was sad for this one. So, Sal, anything? Yeah, um, he was. I loved listening to him because he was just so energetic, and I loved, I loved the way he just presented everything and you know talking through the match and everything like that and you know he he was he was a real pleasure to 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 listen to um and it's just very very sad yeah i, I think i think we kind said it perfectly he was like the fan watching in the show he wasn't a commentator <laughs> he was like a fan which made it more fun yeah um dad i loved the energy he brought when he did color commentary uh, it was just great and uh that and to see him when he He's talking about the shop items and impact as far as describing them. I mean, it was it was fantastic. I love that stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, look at her. She's she really gonna go good. Bye, 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 bye. So yeah, we we never got to go to an impact house show because I never came to this area. But um, right. I always heard it during impact house shows. J- Jerry Borash would introduce Don West, and Don West would start selling stuff to the crowd in the arena. <laughs> 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 in the arena, which is a hysterical you know, visual. I think that's so funny. 
You know, if you gotta make a buck, you gotta make a buck. But the money he was selling merchandise to people in the stands. Like, it was so Oh, boy, did they need to make a buck. Give me $10 for that. Ah, I see you there, Sal. Here's a replica belt. $10. Oh, my God. No, I, I always loved the, when he would advertise, like, the, the, the red bags. Of, we didn't know what it was. Mr. Red Bags. Mr. Red Bags. You know the one's going to order them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I always cracked me up when he did something like that. He, he, he brought humor into it. Yes, which I 100% agree. 100% agree. Actually, you know what's funny? I was, um, in, I was during the pandemic, I was, obviously, while well, I was bored, and I, um, I picked up Impact Plus for a little while just to try it out and see what it was like. And I was watching some old Impacts, and it was really, really fun to listen to Tanae and Don West again. It was like so interesting to listen to them again, like back in the heyday. So, all right. Um, Wrestle Kingdom happened last last um, Wednesday, which is the reason we weren't doing a show last week, because we were literally out watching Wrestle Kingdom during the time we normally record this show. So, <laughs> it was not happening last week. But we're not going to go through the entire show. It was, a, it was a good show. It wasn't a great show. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a great Wrestle Kingdom. It wasn't a great Wrestle Kingdom this year. It was a good Wrestle Kingdom. I wasn't disappointed. I'm glad I watched it. I, I don't know why I watched the pre-show, to be honest with you. But other than that, I really enjoyed the show. But hmm. um, the, the big stuff, I'll go through the big stuff here. Obviously, the big news coming out was um, Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks. The worst kept secret since CM Punk. And you know what? Kevin Kelly yeah. said that. When she came out, he's like, oh, I guess, I guess this is the worst kept secret in wrestling. He actually said that sentence. I, <laughs> I cracked up laughing at that. Um, debuted in New Japan. She um, came out with cool music, awful hair. I'm going to say it right that. I'm going to say it that way. I liked her music. I mean, the music fit the character really well. But the hair was awful. Like, absolutely terrible. The funny part is, so I get home. I haven't watched anything because I was working all morning. And I have my morning time now. I'm going to home and mom watch her them and I go from work. And Mandy looks at me and is like, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but Sasha found a way to make herself look dumber than she normally looks. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she came out and she challenged uh, IWGP Women's Champion Kyrie, for those who don't know Kyrie Sane from WWE fame, to a match at New Japan Battle in the Valley in San Jose. I actually just heard an advertisement for that a few minutes ago. It was on February 19th. I will not be watching that show live because it's at, it's at um, 9 o'clock Central Time. Start time. So I'm not watching it live. I'll order it, but I'm not watching it live. I'm watching it on Monday when I come from work. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, overall, and by the way, in Salas sending me pictures and everyone, Bailey and Naomi were backstage and all this kind of crazy stuff. They weren't showed up on screen, obviously, but they were backstage. Um, Dad, your thoughts on Mercedes Monet debuting in New Japan? Dad, your thoughts. Dad, your thoughts. Um, mixed. Only because of the hair. <laughs> well, besides the hair, is how is she going to relate with the fans in New Japan? Hence, why her first match is in San Jose, not in Japan. No, I mean that—that's the—that's going to be the—that's going to be the test. Number one, number two. Um, what else is her character going to do? I mean. She's the, she's the CEO. Around and say, I want this. I want that. She's the CEO. She's the CEO, not the boss. She's the CEO. The CEO. That's her name now. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. That's actually her name. By the way, funny part about her entrance, she had the boss um thing hand thing, and she threw them off as she's doing the entrance. I'm like, oh, that's that's not subtle at all. That's not subtle whatsoever. Go ahead, Sal. Get your hand up. Go ahead. I, I guess not subtle. <laughs> we'll see how her character gets over. Go ahead, Sal. 
I want to officially raise my hand. Ah, I see you um, so I thought I read somewhere that the whole U.S. part of New Japan was being canceled. Is that true? Um, New Japan Strong is being reformatted from what I've heard this week. They're also doing live stuff. They're doing big pay-per-view. They're doing pay-per-view in February. So I don't know what's going on. I, I'm not going to lie. I love New Japan. New Japan Strong is a very hard watch for me. They don't film it well. It's always in a dark place. They're, even though it's a different venue, they don't film it. They don't light it well. Like, they have to fix the show. It's not a good show. Like, I, if they can fix the show, I'll watch it. And we'll also remember it, that New Japan Strong might be going over to Honor Club. Does it, does it look like it's been filmed in someone's basement? Have you ever watched it, Dad? Have you ever really watched New Japan Strong? It's, okay, remember how Ring of Honor shows used to be? Remember how you were on I can't figure it out. Yeah, you remember when Ring of Honor used to be in high school gymnasiums? And yeah, they yeah. would light the they would light it accordingly, but they would darken off half the damn buildings. So you didn't realize they were legitimately in a high school gymnasium. Right. <laughs> That's how New Japan filmed it. But they're in arenas. So I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand why they're doing it that way. And the lighting is terrible. The 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 like you can't hear it. You know how New Japan has their like they have their time calls. You can't right. hear that on television. You can't hear it. If you're watching in a New Japan show in Japan, you can hear it loud and clear. So like if things like that you're used to watching New Japan in Japan. That they can't figure out in the U.S. yet. Like I don't know what what the disconnect is. Like I have no idea what the disconnect is. So and also they every time I watch the New Japan show, New Japan Strong, they have audio issues on commentary every fucking time. <laughs> every time, oh, like it's so bad. Like oh my god, they have to fix the problem. But yes, how they answer your question, they're reformatting Strong. It almost sounds like um, the rumor going around is that New Japan Strong is going over to Honor Club to help out Honor Club. Oh. So it'll be New Japan Strong and the Ring of Honor television show on Honor Club. Oh. So that's what I'm hearing. That's what I've been hearing rumors about. Because remember when um, Tony Khan announced Honor Club, he said New Japan was going to be involved. Right. So that's what I'm hearing that Strong might move over there. Now, what are the odds? Oh. I know we're like, I know I'm like veering off topic here, but what are, what are the odds that they're going to use Honor Club as the AEW? Streaming service for people. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they haven't yet. I've been wondering that for a while, honestly. I've been wondering that since they got Honor Club. Why the hell are you using BR, BR Live when they have Honor Club? Right. Like, why can't you just be brand Honor Club? Like, I don't understand this logic. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they're in the works of doing something like that. Maybe. They, just haven't, they haven't basically figured out all the bugs yet. No, I agree with you, Sal. I agree with you 100% on that because I think they're over, paper is overpriced, completely overpriced. Mm-hmm. And I would be okay if Honor Club was like 15 bucks a month if we're getting the hate reviews too. Like, I would have no problem. It's only 10 bucks a month now, but if they raise it to 15 bucks and say all pay per views are on here, or even 20 bucks a month, I mean, if all hate reviews are on there, and I have no problem with it. And I have zero problem with that. Yeah. Cut out the middleman and do it yourself. Do WWE it did. WWE's been doing one for years. They've been yeah, doing it for years yeah. now, and it works for them. We'll get yeah. to them later. We'll get to them later. But it's a good, it's a good question. I've been wondering the same thing, Sal. I've been running the exact same thing. So. Um, real quick, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, if you have not seen Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay go out of your fucking way, this match was phenomenal. Like, this was phenomenal. Yes. From entrances to the ending, to the finish, to um, Omega winning the IWGP US Championship, this match was amazing. I, 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 a lot's going to have to be, a lot to have to be great this year to top this match this year. Like, that's how great this match was. Like, I loved every single second of it. Um, to the point where they gave Omega his old entrance music and like let him be the cleaner and did, and it was a really cool entrance and like I I, I marked out for the music because I haven't heard the music in four years like it was really really cool so 
high praise to those two men for that match. Um, and from what I've heard, it's going to be a rematch in America. I've been hearing that rumor. Um, my problem with this Ooh. is I have no idea how the AEW audience, and I said this to Sal, because Sal's not a New Japan person, how the AEW audience is going to take Kenny Omega New Japan. Because it's a completely different person. He's a completely I... different person in New Japan. So that, okay, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I completely, completely lost my shit when I was watching Gadash and Okada and Omega were tacking together. Like, I love my damn shit because it was a completely different thing. I've never seen it. I never thought I'd see it by my life, seeing those two tied together. But Omega there is completely different. He's completely different. Like, whole, he's a whole different guy. I don't know if the EW audience will accept it. That's the problem. I don't think they will. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how they can pull it off. I, you, you know, it's, if they can do it, great. My thing is that, like you said, when Kenny Omega is wrestling in New Japan, it just seems you have a different attitude or different I agree. persona and i i think his shots are more stiff because the cleaner is different in japan yeah. the cleaner is different it's the cleaner yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what the hell the point is but the cleaner is so different out there yeah i can't even you know, his it. shots his shots are, are, are stiff you could tell the kicks the chops they're all stiff and it, i it's think insane. definitely because that's the way new japan works is they're rough I'm just curious if they're going to do this rematch at Forbidden Door 2, from what I've been hearing rumors about, if they're going to be able to pull this off the way they did in Japan. I'm just curious if they're going to pull this off. I, let's see what happens. I mean, I, I think the crowd's going to have a mixed reaction. Um, other main event was Katsushika Okada beating Jay White to win the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and by the way, Shinjiro Kotaki challenged him. It sounds like I remember having that match in the beginning. Um... But um, we're going around. I heard this yesterday in between all the other WWE news. Jay White's contract mm-hmm. is coming to an end very, very soon. And he's heading to America full time. So he's leaving New Japan. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So uh. I, originally, people were jumping like, oh, he's going to WWE. But now with everything going on there, I doubt it. But hmm. do you think maybe AEW? who will just join AEW's roster and full time. Uh, yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. And I can see... The battle between him and Kenny Omega, or just in general, I think I don't think people are. I don't think he got over as well here doing his AEW stint with his heel character. His heel character is amazing, and they let him be the asshole he's been being in New Japan for the last like three years. If he doesn't be that asshole, he like, he'd be the biggest heel in AEW. Like, like, almost almost as big as a heel as MJF, maybe even bigger. If the hit the switchblade, be the switchblade. Like that's how crazy it could be. Yeah. <laughs> So, tell any thoughts on possibly having Jay White come to AEW in 2023? Um, I'm all for it. He just better not be mixed in the shuffle and then on Dark. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. By the way, they got to they got to figure out Dark too. That show's terrible. Um, <laughs> we're talking about terrible shows. Oh my god, it's hard enough to watch, do it in person. Watching it, on, I don't know how people watch that YouTube show. I have no clue how people watch that show on, on YouTube and do reviews for websites. I have no idea how to do that. Very carefully. I know, I know. I know. John watches it every week. I don't. I ask him, "How the hell do you watch the show every week? Like, how do you do that?" Like, background noise. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good guy. That's very funny. Um. Anyway, other quick things that involve people outside of um, Japan: um, Bushiman, Haruki Goto, and Yoshihashi beat FTR to win the IWGP World Tag Team Championship. FTR now with no championships at all anymore. Um, their contract expiring in April. And um, Tom oh, and Tonga, no. the WWE's Carl Anderson, 
to win the Never Open Championship. The match was all right, except the finish was all fucked up because Carl Anderson sold early on the finishing move. So that was awesome. You know, it's always great when you have a match that literally designed, the entire story is designed about one move, the finishing move. They, the entire match is designed about this, to hit the finishing move. One of them's going to hit it, one's going to hit it. And Tom and Tomahanga finally hits the gun stun, and Carl Anderson sells early in the match. In, in the end, it looks terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly what happened. That's how the match ended. It was still bad. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh, it ruined the. It was pretty, pretty good match. It ruined the end. It ending ruined it. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Um, any thoughts on FTR, especially now with no belt, Sal? Um, weird. <laughs> We went how long with all that gold, and now they have nothing. It's just really, really weird looking at them. Within like two weeks, they lost like two or three weeks. They lost all the belts. It was crazy. Yeah. Funny part is, if you think about it, they left WWE, they left AEW TV for literally two weeks. And they, when last time everyone saw them, they had two sets of belts. They come out, and they have nothing. And if you knew, <laughs> with the, and if you knew with the guns, like how, what the hell happened? Like what's going on? It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, your thoughts. I'm- you know, I'm hoping that FTR does come back to WWE, but uh, we'll see what happens with everything that's going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't. But I don't want to predict anything right I, now. I, because here's the thing: if you're leaving AEW, God, don't go to Impact. Well, there's a rumor going around, and I'm, I'm. Well, okay, I'll, I'll swing this over here now. Dak Hardwood right. started a podcast. FTR with Dak Hardwood. It's him and Matt Coon. I'm going to throw that out there right now. I have listened to the first couple episodes. It's actually a pretty good show. Okay. But he's getting a lot of heat for the fact that it's a show talking about recent events, and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and he does not give a fuck about anything. Um, and he openly, I have, this week's show goes, I'm this week's show by the time this airs, this week's show will be up. It's a Q&A show, and he will address FPR's future on this show. He will address it. So I will let you and everyone know once I hear it, because I'll hear it on Thursday while I'm working. I'll let you know what happens. Okay. Um, so I'm curious. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm very, very curious. But there's work going on. They might just run the indies for a year and rule the indies. It would be intriguing. Then, no one's done that since the Hardys. So I'm very intrigued by that logic. You know what I mean? Like, Interesting. Um, but picking a Dr. Hardwood, the first episode was about CM Punk. <laughs> and his relationship with CM Punk. And he totally babyface CM Punk, which is fine. He's a friend of them. That's fine. But the important part is that everyone jumped on. Well, he went and said, well, first of all, apparently Punk called him after he after the Elite fight. He called Dax and told him what happened. And told him, you might want to know what's going on. And a lot of drama just went down. And, um, and he said pretty much on the show, he went and said, that he thinks that CM Punk and the Elite should get over their issues, cool off, and once Punk ready to come back, make some money, and do a feud in twenty at the end of twenty twenty three. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about this one. Um, Punk went online and actually seemed to like this idea in Punk fashion. He would. I don't know what to say about this, Sal. What do you think? Um, it's still kind of raw. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure there'll be people very excited if he does come back, but there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be happy that he's back. True. It's very true. And do you really want to walk that line 
and take that risk. And I don't think that that risk is worth it. Do you think time will be, it'll be enough time by? Because it'll be about a year. Because he got, he's hurt. He legitimately hurt. He won't be back till maybe at the earliest. At the earliest, all out. If he comes back at all. If he comes back at all. So we're talking. They're talking like September. We're talking September at the earliest. I don't know because I feel like I don't know. It's just it's really hard to tell because. Yeah, a lot of time would go by at that point, but then again, at the same time, it's not a lot of time. A year in wrestling, though. We know how long a year in wrestling is. <laughs> we know how long a year in wrestling is sometimes. My, my thing is, is, if he returns, you know, he and Tony sit down, I think you should basically pay him uh, by appearance and set up a short program, and then he goes... The problem is he has a contract. He has he has two years left on his contract. So I, I don't know they what, bought him out. I no, they didn't buy him out. That's the problem. They didn't buy him out yet. My my oh, thing is they didn't buy him out yet. I don't, I don't know how much it would cost to buy out his contract, but I guess it would be a very heavy financial Yeah, burden. I think they, I think he's getting paid a lot of money, so buying him out would be a lot of money. Like straight up. Right. I, mean, so, I don't know the figures because figures are public knowledge, but like right. so then so then stick him on ROH. That's another way of looking. I would, do, but the, you know what's funny? Yeah. You told my orange having a few with Hulk Hogan, just for the fun of it. <laughs> oh my god! You no, know, I mean, here, here's the thing with everything that's happened. With, You're fucked up. I know. I love if, it. If, 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 if he returns, okay, I think he's gonna be the wonderful bitter punk. Where now everything that he's done. He's gonna contradict that, and he and he's just gonna be like he was on WWE, an asshole. Which is he's the best at though. He's the best at being an asshole. Like, and that's some of the why best, think... some of the best characters he ever put were heels. Like some right. of the best at TV every day. And that's why I think when he returns, there's gonna be a character change in Punk. By the way, do you realize ten years ago, CM Punk was feuding with The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, <laughs> did you realize that? Ten years ago, <laughs> I was listening to the torch dropped the ten years ago audio, and I was listening to it at work. And like they're talking about the rock, the rock and punk doing a in ring 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 um promo for the first time. I'm like that was ten years ago. <laughs> like, oh my god! Here's the thing. I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure the, the the rock the rock is looking at this and going, "Well, I'm here in Hollywood making movies, and punk is doing what?" Now, yeah, rock is rock, and rock is rock. like young rock might be one of my favorite shows on TV right now. And like, <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, more fast one last AEW thing that was a big deal. And Darby Allen is the TNT champion again, by the way. Tony Schiavone saying, I think he was the first time two nine champion. I'm like, really, Tony? Do you not even know your own history? Like, I said to sell, like, I know you don't want to bring up Cody, fine, you don't want to bring up Cody Rhodes, that's a okay, I get it. Sammy Guevara is a three time champion. <laughs> The logic here, <laughs> jeez. But are no, they, are I, they trying to exclude people on purpose? Like I get not bringing up Cody. Like I understand not bringing up Cody. I fully understand that logic, especially with WWE putting him over right now on TV, hyping up the Rumble. I get it. I'm not even all right. I'm even mad about that. But Sammy's in your company in a major faction. Like, it's not like <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Darby Allen is the TNT champion. He beats Samoa Joe. I love this match so much. 
Like, I love this. It was such a great, entertaining main event, and it helped that it was in front of his hometown crowd. Mm-hmm. And then having Sting come out and give a big hug like a proud papa. Like, I really, really enjoyed the entire thing. Um, and, and Samoa Joe just go over to Ring of Honor and defend the championship over there. Sal, your thoughts? Uh, defend the TV championship without a TV deal. Well, it's a TV <laughs> show on streaming deal. <laughs> I, oh, I guess. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, yeah, it was a very entertaining match. Um, it was a feel-good match. I haven't had one of those in a short time, so it was good. Yeah, I agree. And, um... Now we'll see. Uh, we'll see when Sammy is going to win it back. <laughs> um, Dad, your thoughts on this match? I, it was a, to me. It was a good match, and putting the belt back on Darby, I think, is a good thing because I, you, I think you're going to have more people rooting for Darby than you would for Samoa Joe. I, I think. I think a lot of people underappreciate how popular Darby Allen is. I honestly think they, they underappreciate it because he is very, very popular for people in a certain age range. Like he's extremely popular, which is the age range that AEW needs. Like they need that age range. So like right. he is perfect for that. It, it, I'm actually happy to see him as champion for that very reason. Um, mm-hmm. So quick note, by the way, before we move on, do you realize mm-hmm. that right now, all AEW championships are held by um, AEW Originals currently. Let me see. I have a list in front of me. Go ahead. Uh, MJF, Darby uh-huh. Allen, Aaron yeah. Cassidy, uh-huh. Hook, uh-huh. Um, The Acclaimed. And then we'll. Oh, no, uh, that's not true. No, The Acclaimed the before. Trios. Well, no, the, the trios. Oh, the Death Triangle, but more than likely it's going to end up going to the Elite when it's all said and done. And then J.B. Hader and um, Jade Cardell. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Like, isn't that nuts? But they keep putting belts on ex-WWE people. But isn't that crazy, That's though? they do. After all that, all, every, all AEW originals will have belts probably by the end of Dynamite this week. Like, that's crazy when you think about it. <laughs> well, TK probably did that on purpose to shut people up. I know. I, don't, I can't even blame him for doing it. I can't even blame him. I can't. So, all right. We've stalled enough. We're about half hour into the show, and we've sold enough. Uh, oh, actually, we're over <laughs> half hour into the show. Um, so before we get into this, I, I sent picture out Sal a picture of what I was doing for show prep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I think Sal figured exactly what I was doing. <laughs> yep. I, and um, so let's travel. Let's, let's jump into the time. Tra- travel back in time to 2010. Back, back, back in time. <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> 2002. <laughs> On SmackDown, where one Vincent Kennedy McMahon is feuding with one Ric Flair. <laughs> and spent an entire SmackDown cutting a promo to himself, apparently. <laughs> I remember watching this live. I remember watching this. It was insane watching this back in 20... But here we go. And this is so relevant now in 2023. <laughs> so here we go. The WWF is mine. It's mine. I created it. I'm not going to let Ric Flair kill what I created. Because I'm going to kill what I created. (laughs) I'm going to kill it. 
I'm gonna kill my creation. I'm going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. If anybody's gonna kill my creation, I'm gonna do it. You can't have said it better himself. <laughs> you can't have said it better. Oh my god. Lethal. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Lethal dose, isn't that like oh, uh, Paul, so for those who don't remember, he was actually talking about the right. NWL. For those who don't remember what the hell that concept yes. was. Okay. What can I tell? Can I, can I can I can I just say one thing? Go for it. Long term storytelling. <laughs> Seriously, that was that's almost at its finest. That was February twenty twenty two. We're almost 21 years later. <laughs> Here we are. That is the longest storyline ever. Oh my God. That is the rantings and ravings of a lunatic. Of a, of a literal madman. So, so for those who missed it, who have been on, off the radar, or have your news three days late and then send me the news story after I told you about it three days later. Um, okay, I'm going to address this. I have to address this. So, Sal, 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 Sal. How soon did we find out about news? Usually right away, right? The two of us, we find out about things. It's about an hour or so when something breaks. Mm-hmm. Literally, there are times where we'll talk about something. I'll talk to Mandy about it. I'll send the link to Dad. And then three days later, he'll be like, so I read on Facebook, this happened. <laughs> so I swear this man is trolling me now. <laughs> because last week, this all goes down. I'm going to tell you this. And then three days, literally three days later, I'm working. My Facebook messenger goes off. And Dad's sending me a link about J.P. Morgan in WWE. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> so, by the way, Dad, if you haven't noticed, in your email, I don't know if you noticed it yesterday, I signed you up for the Wrestling Inc. newsletter. <laughs> I saw that. You so you much. now can get the Wrestling Inc. newsletter from now on, so you're not three days behind on your news anymore. <laughs> Rod Gary shared a newsletter this week, so you can get the news now from Wrestling Inc. directly, instead of, like, um, X website on Facebook, like you've been getting your news from for the last couple of years. Yeah, he goes by those websites, those, like, random sites on Facebook that post stories, like, three days later and copy-paste. That's what he gets his news from. <laughs> but anyway, They're losing their number one person. Yay. Um, anyway, so let's actually talk about this. Vince McMahon. That man lunatic we just heard from a minute ago, from 21 years ago. Um, Long-term storytelling. Oh, my God. So, last July, <laughs> in July, Sal wasn't here for the show, but me, Mandy, and Dad celebrated Vince McMahon's retirement. We did the whole thing, and then we enjoyed an entire summer, fall, and winter without one Vince McMahon. <laughs> the whole six months, it felt so nice. It was really nice for, like, six months. And then... Christmas break. <laughs> we all get a we all get an alert. Well, we'll be in South get an alert. Um, and Dad eventually gets an alert. <laughs> the Vince McMahon sent out a sent a letter to the board of directors <laughs> saying, "I am resetting myself to the board, and I'm bringing former presidents George Varios and Michelle Wilson with me, and um, I I am and he's going to go and then rewrite the bylaws." So that he has to be um, executive chairman, so that they can they can get a new TV deal and and sell the company. This was on the twenty eighth of December. We'll start there. Sal, your thoughts. So 
essentially Vince McMahon pulled a Trumpy, but was successful. <laughs> I, it better be he had more power. He had more power to pull it off. <laughs> That's what happened here. Yeah, more... <laughs> what happened there? What happened there? <laughs> Did you stop your toe? What happened over there? No, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm not going to jump forward with my thought just yet. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll definitely but get there. Um, uh, all I'm going to say at this point of the conversation is what fucking bizarro worlds do we live in? I agree. I agree. Because within 24 hours, like he was officially back on the board. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is happening? It is right after Christmas. Like, what the fuck was that Christmas dinner like? <laughs> what the fuck was that like? One of my questions is with all of Vince's escapades. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Good word, good word, good word. Um <laughs> how many advertisers pulled their plug in, pulled their Nobody did. Product. Nobody nothing has changed Nobody. yet. Nothing has changed yet. Well we'll get to things. We'll get to everything. And by the way, right. when he did this, because apparently the minute you say the word sale. The word sale in the middle of, um, and when it comes to um, fucking Wall Street, the stock skyrockets. <laughs> Stocks fucking skyrockets. Wait, do, do, they mean, do they mean to say my name, but then Google Translate screwed up? No, they did not say south. They said sale. Okay. okay. <laughs> Take a chart. There you go. But no, so they said sale, and then the fucking bump stock skyrocketed. So enter the new oh, let year. Let me check it now because it was pretty high. When it was really high as of last night. It was like eighty-five last night, eighty-five dollars last night. <laughs> it was ninety dollars before I went to bed. Oh Jesus Christ! And I'm checking right now as of as Wednesday, of the eleventh. the eleventh. Yep. Mm-hmm. As of Wednesday at two p.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. Oh, it went down forty-six cents. It is out eighty-nine dollars and seventy-eight cents. That's fucking ridiculous. It's a deal. Oh no, it's not a deal. It was at sixty dollars the other day. It was at sixty dollars the other day. I know. It I'm is be- skyrocketing. So this happens. So January fourth. January fourth, people, keep that one in mind. Keep that date in mind. January fourth, this motherfucker pulls all this. <laughs> Of all dates to pull this off, the dude on January fourth, <laughs> and that's how you do it, Trumpy. That's how you do it. Yeah, I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom while all this chaos is going on on Twitter. Like, oh, <laughs> going off while I'm watching Wrestle Kingdom on January fourth on Instruction Day. Like, this is what's going on. By the way, did you know that there was, there was some people in New York? He insurrected WWE. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Did you happen to, by the way, here um, in New York, there were the people, apparently people taking advantage of January 4th and doing like insurrection day sales <laughs> in New York City? Oh, no. You're kidding it me. It got brought up on the fan. It got brought up on the fan. No. Come on. You gotta be kidding <laughs> I'm me. Joking. Oh. I'm, I'm not even joking. Oh, no. That's terrible. Oh, my so God. does it mean you can get WWE merchandise at a reduced price now? Um... The, the, or they're... a large screen TV from Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that was on the fourth. <laughs> so um, that was on last Wednesday. So we fast forward to we go through all this. He gets a named executive chairman, and then all of a sudden, I was on Tuesday. This is on the tenth. I wasn't feeling very well, so 
Mandy was, I was coming home from work. Mandy took care of CJ. He has silver. He has um, tutoring on Tuesdays. So I took it easy and I'm relaxing and I'm making dinner. Mandy gets home and her phone goes off. My phone goes off with a press release from one Stephanie McMahon, the co-CEO and chairwoman of WWE, announcing her resignation from the company. Not just stepping down as CEO and chairwoman, she's leaving WWE, period. I, I was stunned. <laughs> I was yeah, stunned. Yeah, that caught everyone off guard, I think. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, this is right before NXT. It's literally right before NXT went live. Because New Year's Evil was on Tuesday night. So this is right before NXT went live. And everyone was stunned. Like, it was one of the most surprising things I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, so, she stepped down. And so this happens, and now we now the CEO of WWE currently, as of today, is Nick Khan. The chairman is Vic McMahon. <laughs> um, Paul Levesque is still in charge of creative as of today. <laughs> and now there's sale rumors going on. So let's what so Tuesday night, Styles went to bed. He told me he was going to bed, and I'm watching NXT. Throughout mm-hmm. so NXT. Twitter is going absolutely insane. More than normal. More than, by the way, a quick note. For those who said, Elon Musk took over Twitter, I'm leaving Twitter. You all are fucking liars. <laughs> You're all fucking liars. <laughs> all of fucking you. All of you. You're all fucking liars. Because, <laughs> oh my God, was wrestling Twitter on fire last night. <laughs> Yay. During Tuesday night. But anyway, so, yeah, all you are fucking liars. Um, anywho, so all of a sudden, late Tuesday, literally as NXT is going off the air, as NXT is going off the air, news is going crazy that somebody put up a report, and not, not, not a wrestling journalist, keep that in mind, this is not a wrestling journal to put this out there, or some business guy that is really, really reliable said, the WWE has been sold to Saudi Arabia. I don't know. Who was the originator of that? I, I, I can look it up real fast, I don't remember, because the tweet's not up anymore, the tweet's gone. The tweet is gone okay. now, but um, as is, but keep in mind this is at the end of the next season. It's, like, it's like nine o'clock, nine o'clock Central Time, ten o'clock Eastern Time. Does it overrun? And uh, oh, okay, I, I just read something. I just read an update. I just read an update. I'll, I'll get that in a second. Um, Roger Gear just put an update on Twitter, like, literally just now. So I'll read it in a second. All we were doing the show, but anyway, um, so the news goes down, and it, oh my god, there was if Twitter melted down last night, it wouldn't have shocked me. <laughs> there was a meltdown. On social media last night. The torture did an emergency YouTube show. Like, it was a meltdown. So this morning, I get up, and I'm watching. This is my podcast, as usual. And on one of my podcasts, they said, and I think on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, they went and said that if this is going to happen, this is Rod Geary saying this, the former owner of Wrestling Inc. He went and said, if this is going to go down, if the sales going to actually happen, the news will break when the market opens at 8 a.m. Eastern time. By the way, I do love the fact that I was able to fuck with both of you last night. Because <laughs> I was asleep, and Dad's in the kitchen. Sure. I'm talking to Mandy in the living room. And I literally, me and Mandy about to go to bed, and I look in the kitchen, and it's like, hey, Dad, you want some news? Yeah. WWE got sold, WWE got sold to Saudi Arabia. Good night. And I went upstairs. <laughs> went upstairs! <laughs> And as you can see behind me, yeah. it hasn't recovered. And I texted you the link from Wrestling Inc. that they put up on their website. As it's yeah. happening. And then I put my phone away. And I said, Manny, I said to Manny, I'm like, 
One of two things is going to happen. Either Sal's going to answer me back immediately, or I'm going to hear from him at like 7 o'clock in the morning. It was the latter. It was the latter. Yeah. <laughs> it was I was, I was, I was dead asleep. But I'm saying, no, it was really, I said that to me, she laughed at that. I, I, <laughs> I guess you won't have to travel far for Crown Jewel now. Well, that's so, <laughs> so here we go. That's, that, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that so, was good. That was good. This morning, I go online, and apparently, I'm convinced that the wrestling media did not sleep last night. I'm convinced of this this morning. Because Wade Keller didn't even put out a Keller in this morning. Like, it, everyone was. Everyone was overtired. And you could hear how tired Rod Geary was on the Wrestling Game podcast last night. Like, it was, everyone was tired. So, what, um, so here's a new update from Rod Geary as of right now. First of all, the tweet that said that WWE was sold is no longer online. It's gone. There was no retraction, but the tweet is gone. Um, this story became so big that on Carla Marie and Anthony's show, they do news, and this is in your news block. That's how big a story this was this morning. Like, it was on their news block, because they record their news at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock Eastern time, because they're in the central time, they're in the Pacific time zones, they could do that. So this was on their show. That's how big of a star this was this morning. Um, Rod Geary just put up, and I, I say Rod because Rod has been, Rod is the one that said Sasha Banks got released from WWE before no one believed him, and he ended up being right. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll say that. Um, okay. According to this, from Rod, just about, this is about 11, 12.30, right, right when we started the show, actually, right when we started the show. This went up. He um, said, WWE Saudi reports are officially shot down. Um, but he did say that if, if WWE ever did decide to sell to the Saudis, I'd like them to realize how it would affect their new TV deals. Um, <laughs> because obviously the LIV Golf League has not got any kind of a USA um, network deal of any kind. Um, so that being said, the other, the other deal going on is um, CNBC put out a, li- a list of potential buyers, and they have J.P. Morgan actually helping them figure out a sale. And it's Comcast is the top one, and that's obviously MSU Universal. Uh, Fox, which obviously SmackDown's on, um, which I, just, I think that's weird. I don't think Fox is actually going to do it. Um, Disney, which I, I love that idea. I'm not going to bullshit you. I love that idea. Um, and Warner Brothers Discovery, which... It's not gonna happen. I just put it on here because it's hysterical. They don't. They barely have the money to afford the shit they have. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no way in hell that they have the money to afford WWE when they haven't even collected the bargained agreement with AEW yet. Like, there's no way in hell they have the money to pull it off. And obviously the Saudis are now in this in this negotiation window. Sal, now that all this is settled, your thoughts and where do you think WWE is gonna end up? Um, so, uh, it, you know, it's going to be the Saudis. I mean, it's, it's just inevitable. I mean, they have this relationship with them. They have money to pay every single person that lives on planet earth, probably a million dollars and still have a big chunk of money left over. Um, I, I'm upset that it's being sold. And I'm going to say that because it's been a McMahon company for so long. He's not dead. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, it makes no sense to sell the company. Keep it in the family. Your daughter, your son-in-law, they're doing a, a great job. Like, why are you going to ruin it for a big payday when you're probably not even going to be able to live long enough to enjoy the whole thing? Um, with that being said, if that's what he wants to do, 
fine. You know, f- you know, fuck your daughter, fuck your son-in-law, everyone, just do it. But I'm telling you now, if Saudi Arabia, the public investment company, whatever the fuck they're called, if they wind up buying it, which is probably going to be the case, because like all signs are pointing to that. Not only is that company going to go under real quick, but they're going to lose people like that. I mean, I can guarantee you a majority of top talent will probably already lawyer up and try to get out of their contracts because they want nothing to do with that company. They want nothing to do with that country. Um, And, you know, it's going to be a private company. So no more investors. They don't have to answer to anybody. And then at that point, what happens next? Because we know their views on certain things and certain subjects and certain people. Um, you know, what are, what happens to the women's division? Or is it going to stay intact? Are they going to have to dress like they do when they go over there? Like, like what, what's it going to take for somebody to sit down and say, that type of money is not worth ruining this company that you spent your practically your entire adult life building up. Here, I'll throw something at you, Sal. What about opening gay wrestlers? What about bisexual wrestlers? Like, we actually literally have a bisexual gay couple on the roster, on the Raw roster. You have yes. openly went all for the gay women. And then we'll throw out one more factor. Sami Zayn. Let's throw him in there. Right. And wherever Sami Zayn goes, KO goes. He made that very clear. Right. Like, it's a, it, there's a lot more to this that I don't think people are realizing. Right. So, um, that and is... Like, and, 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 and one other thing I wanted to say is it, is, is, is the Saudi investment company, are they literally just going to be the bank? Or are they going to be involved? Like, are they going to actually, like, take over the company creatively? Or are they just going to say, you know what, we're just going to sign the checks... You just make us money. And another, it's going to be like that kind of situation. Like, going back to what you just said, that's another point. Vince is like, ooh, I have a buyer, though. Let me stay with the company. For how long, though? How long will the Saudi keep you around? They have all the right to fire right. you. You work for them. Right. Like, there's another right. factor I think people are thinking about. Like, yeah, Vince is an egomaniac. He wants to stay with the company. He, but he will find an investor that he can stay on board with. But they didn't have all rights to fire you if they want to. Like Dana White right now, the Dana White situation going on with the UFC. If they yeah. really, if they really wanted to be assholes right now, they could fire him for what happened with him and his wife on New Year's Eve. They haven't, but they could have because he's an owner of UFC. He's just a figurehead. It's the same exact mentality. Mm-hmm. So it's the exact same thing. Dad, go ahead. Well, Vince has set up a working relationship with the Saudis because of Crown Jewel. So well, it's fine. You know, it's fine. I don't mind that right? deal. It's, but, it's, 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 so, it's a massive thing so for investors. Here's the thing. If you want to, you know, continue that good relationship, then what do you do? You're going to sell your entire company over to them? I, I, I look at it this way is if that's the case, then the headquarters stays in the U.S. Everything stays in the U.S. You send the money that you need to do to do the everyday business but as Sal was saying because it's bought by Saudis there's going to be talent that's uncomfortable and they're going to take a walk and they'll get an attorney and it's going to cost them more money so if somebody has a good head for finances 
you will see down the road, this is not a good investment to be in bed with the Saudis. You'd have a better chance going with a Comcast, uh, Spectrum, a, a bigger, like, they global. probably have a better opportunity if we bought the fucking company with ten dollars. <laughs> I told you, I'm like you know, I mean, funny. I, I'm leading. I'm personally leading toward Comcast. I, I, if, if it's not the Saudis, take the Saudis out for a minute. Take them out for one minute because, like Sal said, it looks like it's leading that way. But if it doesn't, if it doesn't lead to the Saudis, and someone gets in the Vincent's brain and realizes how stupid that move is, <laughs> how stupid that is, I'm still leading Comcast. That's where I'm leaning personally, only because mm-hmm. Comcast has had a relationship with WWE for literally 30 years. Literally 30 mm-hmm. years. Like that's, and if there were going to be a company that can pick it up and doesn't have to worry about changing any history, doesn't change anything about the company, it would be Comcast. That'd be the company to go with. But I don't know what the money offer is. And I mean, that's the thing. I don't know what the money offer is and all this kind of stuff. So that's where I lean personally. Whatever the money is, I can guarantee the Saudi government's going to up it. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Um, from what I heard, man's going to go where the money is. But, but, well, according to what we're saying, said uh, Rod Gary said thing last night. The company raged in when, when JP when JP Morgan six point five billion dollars. That is the that is the WWE the that is what the WWE is worth. That is a lot of money. That is a, that lot. Is a lot of money actually. That's way more it, than I thought it yeah, was going to be. Yeah, six point five. It's higher than UFC. It's higher than UFC. <laughs> Musk, Richard Branson, step up, man. Here you go. Well, I was talking to friends of the show, Brian Ripper, from All About the Montezzi podcast, right when the whole Disney rumor started going around. And I'm like, well, how would you feel about Disney buying WWE? He had no clue what was going on. He had zero clue. He's not in the wrestling bubble. Why would you know if you're not in the wrestling bubble? Right. So I explained to him what's been going on. And he's like, first of all, well, that's fucked up. It came to Vince. The Vince allegations. That was number one. <laughs> the Vince allegations. That's fucked up. And then he's like, I don't think a lot of people realize how many things Disney actually owns <laughs> to actually oh, yeah. be able to afford another company. No, I, well, not for $8 billion, but yeah, it, they, they would be able to pull it off. Yeah, exactly. That's the question. Like, what's the number? What's the number you're working with here? Like, what are the Saudis saying? Like, what is going on here? Like, what's the number we're working with? I think Disney can do it. Cause it's okay. If anyone wants to hear about the behind the scenes of um, purchasing, Bob Iger wrote a fantastic autobiography right after, right before he retired. And he talked about the buyings. It's a great, it's a great book. It's a great book. Um, and if you want to go pick it up, it's not audible. It's available in stores. I listened to it on the audible. Bob Iger actually reads it on audible. This is why I was actually really enjoyed it. But um, he talks about the behind the scenes of purchasing Lucasfilms and purchasing Marvel. And the details that went into the Fox, the, the 20th Century Fox deal and all that kind of stuff. And the 20th Century Fox deal is a lot like this one, where there's more to it. There's a lot more to it because the TV deals and people involved and there's wrestlers involved. There's not just employees. And it's not just like buying like Marvel, where Marvel it was just shareholders you have to deal with. This is more. Right. This is bigger. Like, it's a bigger problem. There's a bigger issue. And what do you do with the TV shows? Where do you put the TV shows? Like, um, I, I read a good one that like, maybe you throw Raw on FX. And then you put SmackDown on ABC on Friday nights. And I think that'd be great, actually. That'd be a great idea, honestly. That'd be awesome. Because ABC yeah. doesn't have much on Friday nights anyway. So throw it over there. Then then NBC would probably have to move Young Rock. But that's a whole different thing. But um, <laughs> but other than that, I, I, that's where I'm leading. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, weird. Yeah, Dad, you want to jump in. I don't see any major television company like Fox or Universal or 
God, there's no anybody like that doing it because number one, I don't think they could get the money that they wanted to do this. Number two, when you buy out this company, you have all this product. What are you going to do with it? Where, how are you going to manage it? You know, how do you show it? Where do you show it? You know, you got to make all these arrangements and, and all this stuff. I think that's why I'm looking at Comcast. Comcast will have no issue with it. Sorry, I'm messing with Sal. I'm messing with Sal here. Sorry. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I do agree with you. Oh, on that. I, I, well, like I said, I'm leaning Comcast. I'm personally leaning Comcast. All I know is we're in for a hell of an adventure, and what a fucking way to start our 10th year with this fucking story. <laughs> how the fuck did this happen? Like, how the fuck did this Oh, my fucking God. How did we get here? And this is what we're starting our 10th year off with WWE being sold. Like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> I look at this down road as whoever buys it, does that mean there'll be an increase in ticket prices and merchandising? Oh, yeah, because ticket prices can't be much higher than they are right now. <laughs> well, someone's going to recoup. Somebody's going to pay for the company sale. It's not going to be the company that buys it. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah, I must did. Remember, you know, I must did is randomly said he can buy a blue, blue check mark because he's trying to get all the money back from buying Twitter. <laughs> there you go. Elon Musk, you know, and. Richard Branson, there you go, gentlemen. I can't, I just can't get, I can't get over this. This is absolutely nuts. So I think on that note, we're gonna wrap up. And um, wrap Sal, up, okay. Sal, I have another surprise for you. Oh. Um, so um, I, that's it for the show. For more information on our show, including where you can find us on social media or watch the show on YouTube, go to theblakeandsaleshow.com. Don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review, and we will read it on the show. Hey, he took my line. <laughs> Dumb dad, say your thing. Say your thing, Dad. <laughs> he took my line. Here you go. Yeah, Dad. Do your thing. How am I going to speed read through it now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sal, what are we closing the show with? Uh, this, this is your song. Uh, 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 I was randomly listening to radio and this song came up and then it was stuck in my head for a while. So I decided, hey, let's just play Jet. Are you going to be my girl? Well, there you go. Um, yeah, Dad, say your thing. <laughs> it's always a bigger pleasure. And please, if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live at, Please go patronize these people. These are the men and women that are trying to make it big in the world of sports entertainment professional wrestling. They want to get to that major company. Hopefully it's on WWE. Um, and the, you'll be entertained by what they can do and the moves they, they, they have and their character. So please patronize these people. Do it safely, please. And hey, you know, we're all trying to get along. All we need is a little bit more kindness and a lot more love, and let, let's make this a better place to live in. You know what, so Maybe I'll save that for shows you're not on. How about that? <laughs> I'll save that for shows you're not on. Um, no, it's fine. It's okay. I know you're a bunch of like, I'll keep it for you, and I'll save that for like the shows you're not here, because there's a bunch of shows you're not on during the year. So I'll save it for those shows. <laughs> um, so I guess, yeah, you want to read with our next week's show? Go for it. Yeah, and uh, next week the plan is for Blake and I to sit down with Mike and Leandra. Oh, Leandra! Uh, uh, to look at the first half of the crazy NHL season that the Devils are number like five in right now. Uh, they're number two in the division as of this recording. 
Yeah. And number two in the division. I'll, I'll take it. it. I'll take it. Especially after that win in Carolina, I'll take it. <laughs> that crazy. Did you see that win? Did you see that? No. Did you see that? Did you see that? By the way, he ended the second period against Carolina. They scored two goals in 30 seconds in the second period. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, crap. So what organization is bound for the first round draft pick? I don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet. We're literally in the half of the... We haven't even gotten to the All-Star game yet. <laughs> for the moment, those wondering why we're doing a hockey show in January and not an All-Star weekend is because the same All-Star weekend is um, NXT. There's an NXT show, and I'm going to be in Jersey. So it kind of makes no sense <laughs> to do it that weekend. <laughs> so, all right. So let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to The Blake and Sal Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, we love you guys. Please leave us a message, a comment, See ya. something. Goodbye, and good night.